Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. The Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. And we may say unto him, What doest thou? And today, on the Word of the King, uh, my brother Jay Wolfgang is going to bring forth a message to you straight from the infallible, inerrant, perfect, preserved Word of God. Uh, I pray now that the incredible seed of the Word of God which lives in Nevada forever, by the power of the Holy Spirit, minister to your soul. In this perilous time we live in, every revival has not come, and we wonder just what tomorrow holds. Will our children know the freedom that you? I have known who will sin in our country take its toll. It's not because God left us, it's because we refuse to heed the mighty counsel of his word. For his hand sustains the universe, and forever he will reign. He's God, he has not changed. There is glory in the power of his mind. In the midst of the battle, when it seems all hope is gone, he's God. He has not changed. Oftentimes he has found me on my face in defeat, crying, Lord, how can I go on? But with hands of love and mercy, he reached out and lifted me. I'm so glad he knows the voice of his own. There's not a valley we can't cross, there's not a mountain we can't climb. If we Tim, I'm going to be having you help me with some scriptures tonight as we bring a message. Jesus in his word. Jesus in his word. I'd like to open with a word of prayer as you open your Bible and all the listeners open their Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 1 Corinthians chapter 1 
verse 18. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for an opportunity to crack open the word of life, the bread of life, which is found in your word, Lord Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for that which we're going to be able to enjoy, which is your word, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, there are many out there right now who do not have one copy, Lord Jesus, of your word. And this is the only way they're going to hear your word. There are some right now, Lord Jesus, that even though they have the word, they're in a country where they have the word. Lord Jesus, they've never opened the word. Help us to remember, Lord Jesus, tonight that we are the only Bible that those people will ever read. And help us to remember to be the right version of the Bible that they will read. Lord Jesus, help us to remember that we could be a false version of the Bible or we could be the right version of the Bible they read. So, Lord, help us to be the right version. Lord, help us to have our lives reflect you in everything we say and do. Now, Lord Jesus, let this program go out and let one soul who is nearest hell come to you, Lord Jesus, due to the fact of your word going out, as you said, Lord Jesus, that when your word goes out, it would not return void. We ask you, Lord, all this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. All right, Brother Tim, would you read our opening verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 declares for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which received it is the power of God. Now think how powerful that message is right there. There are lots of people right now. <laughs> now, think about this, Tim. Think about this, Brother Tim. You go into a school. You could have on your T-shirt verses from the Quran. You ain't going to hear one word out of the ACLU, American Cockeyed Lawyers Union. <laughs> and come on, come on, y'all. You can say amen to that preaching. You say amen to that. Look, this preacher ain't got nothing against amen, all right? Okay? <laughs> you ain't going to hear one word out of the American Cockeyed Lawyers Union. You ain't going to hear nothing out of the uh, American Civil Liberty Queer Union. Okay? You ain't going to hear nothing out of them. But, but, you go in there with a picture of a cross. Or the word Jesus on your shirt. Or you got, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 KJV AB 16.11. You know what? They gonna raise, there's going to be a stink raised from here all the way that could be smelled all the way to Nigeria. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be a worse stink than any skunk could ever raise. Oh, buddy. Yeah. The American Cockeye Lawyers Union and American Civil Liberty Queers and all the rest of them, they, they'd be the first ones. Oh, yeah. They'd be the first ones to raise a stink. 
Let a, te let a teacher say something about the Quran in their class, teaching the Quran. Not one word said about that. Oh, well, that's, that's cultural education. But open to King James and say, Thou shalt not kill. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's get rid of the Ten Commandments out by the courthouse and in the schools. Mm -hmm. No prayer. Lord Jesus, they kick you out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you find something wrong with that picture, Tim? Why? I'll tell you why. Uh, we just read it. For the preaching of the, what was it, cross. See, you'll, you, we don't want that bloody religion, Tim. See, the Quran don't have no bloody religion, see. The only bloody religion in the Quran is if you don't believe in Allah, we're going to cut your head off. Yeah, that's it. You got that now, didn't you, Tim? You got that, didn't you, Tim? See, if you don't believe in Allah, we cut you off your head. And then we'll open up your tummy and disembowel you and stomp on your intestines but other than that well uh that, there ain't no uh cross there see so that that's okay see for the preaching of the cross see they got a problem with that but for us who are saved it is the power it is the power see there's go listen to uh joel Osteen. I'm going to step on some toes. Oh, well, well then, guys, just get out your hard hats and steel-toed boots because I'm going to throw my bricks. Hey, don't you know I don't sell bricks? I throw them. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello, Joel Steen, Kenneth Copeland, and all the rest of y'all. Um, uh, Rod Parsley. Uh, Benny Sin. Uh, yeah, Benny Sin and all that. Uh, now, wait a minute. Uh, what do they preach? You want power, Tim. You gotta have a Holy Ghost. And when you do, you, you're gonna have command over angels. And what? Where's your power? Is it in the cross? No, you gotta have Jesus plus. Jesus plus your tongues plus do quit your blank. Now, is that what the gospel was? And was that really what God and the Apostle Paul and all the apostles taught? Was that the gospel? Was that what was that had the power as we just read 1 Corinthians 1.18 that they said had that power? Was that what had the power? No, it said the preaching of the cross, okay? Okay, for those listeners who don't believe that, those uh, followers of Benny Sin, uh, Kenneth S uh, Buzzardin, um, uh, Rod Buzzardly, and all the rest of them, you don't believe me. Okay, let's let's back it up. Uh, hey, I back up myself with a KJV. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4. Okay, Tim, we're going to have you read that for us here. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4. Moreover, 
Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Hmm. Let's see. Do you see anything in there about Jesus plus tongues, Tim? No, I didn't read anything about tongues. Uh, how about uh, Jesus plus quit your smoking, quit your drinking, quit your... Nope, I didn't read that. No, I think I found, uh, let's see, the death, burial, burial resurrection. Yay! Uh, let's see, just recently we had, um, and in which it happens every year, uh... Uh, it starts as Palm Sunday, then it goes through the Passover week, which ends up uh, as Good Friday, and then ends up as Resurrection Sunday. And, and you know what? This one really gets me, and Emily's going to back this one. Up. They, they, they go. To, I go and say Happy Resurrection, and these bozos on the broadcast that we have with this uh, six eyes, you know what he had the gall to say? Well, you, why are you calling it resurrection? The little kids ain't going to be able to know what that is. They're more worried about the candy. And, and I go, well, excuse me, you know who e e what Easter is about? That's about Eshtar, that pagan goddess. And they're arguing yeah, over... I know, I know. I had to let that go in one ear and out the other two. And I'm like, excuse me? Hold it. Uh... Well, if you want to go after some pagan goddess, and then they're worried about the candy. I said, well, if you're worried about candy, giving candy to your kids, excuse me, I could go right down here to Dollar Tree, and I could buy chocolate crosses. I don't need to go buy a chocolate egg. Well, Hello? Bunny. I don't need no chocolate. Oh, okay, you want a big chocolate something? You don't have to buy a bunny. I could go down here through guide dogs. Tim, you're gonna you're gonna get a shocker. Hope you're braced. And all those listeners, get braced. You go through guide dogs, there's a, a catalog you can get, and you could buy a chocolate guide dog. I think it's a German Shepherd with the harness on. You don't need a rabbit. You don't have to worship the beaster bunny. And follow the beast and, and that devil crowd and worship some devil junk, you can worship Jesus. You don't have to have your focus on the devil. You can worship, think about it. You can worship Jesus, have chocolate crosses. If you want a chocolate something, get a chocolate guide dog that shows their sacrificial giving to a blind master. And think about it. A guide dog, what do they do? They guide someone who's blind. Well, what does a person who is soul winning do? Romans chapter 1, I mean Romans chapter 2, verse 19. Tim, read that for us. What does a soul winner do to a blind person? Romans chapter 2, verse 19. And the Word of God says... And art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness. So, basically, every one of us are, guess what? Spiritual dog guides. Spiritual dog guides. 
Basically, we're supposed to harness up with Jesus, get that spiritual harness on, and lead those blind people to Jesus. Hello? That's what we are. We're supposed to harness up and lead people to Jesus. But you know what? Most of us don't like that kind of work because, oh, well, that, uh, uh, we don't want that lowly job. We want to think of ourselves as something special. Well, I'd rather harness up for Jesus and let, uh, lead somebody to Jesus instead of saying, why? They don't want that because they don't want to preach the cross. They want to they get that, oh, healthy, wealthy, name it, claim it, stab it, grab it. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you can give me, guys. <laughs> well, because that, that'll make you popular, Tim. That's probably why you haven't got, hey, if we right now preach on how healthy and wealthy Jesus will make you because you serve him, you know how many listeners you'd have right now? <laughs> you'd have them flocking. But the fact is, we're, right now we're preaching the cross. They're probably going to like that want to turn us off. Well, now, excuse me, but you want to turn it off? Uh, remember, it says, but to them that are perishing... Going to hell, it's foolishness. So uh, now we know where you're headed. So if you're wanting to perish, uh, uh, stick around. I got something for you too, okay? Uh, so you might want to stick around. I got something special for you, okay? But I'm going to preach the cross no matter what you say. Amen. Now, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, he said, The gospel was not Jesus plus or Jesus minus anything. He did not say it was Jesus plus, Jesus minus anything. It was Jesus and Jesus alone. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, what happens, Tim, when you add to the gospel? You get a false gospel. You got a false gospel. You know what Paul said? What do you do with bozos like that? Uh, I'm going to tell you what we do. Uh, Tim, Galatians 1, 8, Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Let him be accursed. <laughs> I, I want you to read that for me. Uh, this, I, we're going to take care of some Mormons right now. And some JWs. We're going to take care of them right here. Okay, Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Ooh. Well, now, you know, Brother Tim... You know how that was? That that angel Moroni just came down and had that big old golden plate and plopped it on his head and gave him a big old headache. And when he came out, he got that revelation, you know. Uh, though we are an angel, hello Mormons, Moroni, preach any other gospel, Book of Mormon, unto you. It's right there. Read it, Mormons. Jehovah's Witnesses, if Joseph Smith preached you some false gospel, the Watchtower, the Witch Tower preached you some false gospel. Hey, Muhammad claimed to have an angel visit him, too, so might as well throw Muhammad in there. I, I, I was sneaking up on that. I was kind of circling the field, sneaking up on him. <laughs> 
you beat me to it. You you, you kind of cut a car across the field and beat me to it, okay? I was sneaking up on him. Uh, Mary, Mary, uh, you know, eh, well, she's God. You could go. You got to go through Mary to get to Jesus, to get saved, you know, and get get your atonement. Uh, sorry, any other gospel? Then we have preached. What was the gospel that was preached? First Corinthians, First Corinthians fifteen one through four. The death, burial, resurrection. You add or subtract anything to that gospel? He said, "Let him be in the Greek." Tim, I'll put that in the Greek for you. Let him go to hell. The bozo won't listen to you. Let him go to hell. Don't listen to him. And you know what? You know Paul had to be listening to a bunch of hard-headed. Uh, as they say in Italian, a bunch of kapados, Jews, hard-headed Jews, a bunch of hardheads wouldn't listen. He says, as I said before, he's having to repeat himself. So I said before, so say again, if, it, if they won't listen, let him be cursed. <laughs> let, him, let him go to hell. Let the bozo out of your life. Now, something interesting. Now, we know... That the gospel comes through the cross. It comes through Jesus. Only Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, something interesting, Tim, and to the dear listeners out there, I want you to get this. Most people don't see this about Jesus when we look at Jesus we look at him as a man, but he was also God in the flesh, and he was also the Word of God in fleshly form. Yes. Now, yes, yes, yes. Now, here's what's interesting. When people take that Bible, remember what we just read, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Remember what we read in Galatians. When they start adding and taking away from that Word, Tim... I hope you're ready to catch this. Imagine somebody walking up to Jesus and cutting off his hand because, oh, I don't like this part of Jesus, so I don't need his hand. Or plucking out one yeah. of Jesus' eyeballs. That's right. Can you imagine that? Well, I know they're going to say, now, where do you get that from? Okay? Let's start with Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. Hebrews 10 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Now who is that speaking of? That's speaking of Jesus. Now, did it say, Tim, Lo, I come in the volumes of books? No. Singular. Singular. Now, you've heard this, Tim, more than once. I know I have, and I get so sick of it when people, when you start preaching about a certain subject or something, well, that's Old Covenant, when you preach about something that's in the Old Testament. Or this is New Covenant. Yeah. Can you imagine cutting Jesus off, cutting an arm off? Well, that's Old or taking off a few flakes of skin, saying, well, that's dead skin. Let's throw it away because it's old. 
Get real. Unless all scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Thank you very much. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Exactly. Not part of scripture. All. Now, get this point. John 1, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, Tim, if you would please. What did you say, Ken? John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. St. John. The gospel. John. The gospel of John. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, who are we speaking of again? Jesus. Once again. So who is the Word? Jesus. So when we're talking about the Word, Hebrews 10, 7, that came in a volume of a book, John 1, St. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we're talking about right here, Jesus Christ came down in the flesh as the Word of God. So when you hold in your hand, just like when you go and partake of the Lord's Supper, you hold symbolically, notice what I said, symbolically the body of Jesus, and you drink of this cup, symbolically as his blood when you hold your bible in your hand those 66 books contained within genesis 1 1 through revelation chapter 22 to that last verse that ends with amen that kjv what you are holding in a symbolic form is jesus why because he is the word Why? Because that is him in the written form. Because why? He said, I, he said he was the word. And he was in fleshly form as the word. And he said he came in the volume, uh, volume, one volume of a book. So where it says Holy Bible and you go all the way to the maps, that's him in symbolic form right there. Now. So when these people start nitpicking and say, well, this is Old Covenant, that's like plucking out an eyeball of Jesus saying, well, I don't want this, throw it out. That, that makes me so disgusted, it makes me want to puke. And here's why. Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. Here comes some heavy consequences. Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Ouch. Ouch. And again, I say, ouch! That's getting a smack in the head. Uh, yeah. 
And if I had to question whether they were really saved in the beginning, if they were taking away. Why? Because it says right there, their name was taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life. I had to question if they were really in it in the first place. <laughs> I have to question that. And can you imagine? Because they're adding to the word God, saying he's going to add some. No wonder they're getting sick uh, before they should be. No wonder they're getting that, that Joel, Steen, and all them. Uh, no wonder they, oh, they think they're prospering now. <laughs> But can you imagine how sick they're going to be in hell? Can you imagine their place in hell? Uh, it's a, Ruth, you're talking about they, they were not of us. They left us because they were. Well, the fact was they were never of us in the first place. Okay, So don't even worry about them. They, they were never of us. They, the fact is, the fact is, when people start picking and choosing, from the Bible, rather than going cover to cover, taking all of Jesus and his word and saying, what did he have to say like the Bereans did? Acts chapter 17. And saying, what did God really say? And say, okay, my leader says this. My pastor says this. My elder says this. My bishop says it. My whoever says this. But does God say this? Does Jesus say this in his word and open it cover to cover? Well, you say to me, well, how do I know what God really has to say cover to cover? You don't need a concord. You don't need, I should say, you do not need a commentary. Commentaries, bunk. Because that somebody had to write that and give their comments. It's their opinions. You don't need a study Bible because somebody had to put those notes in there. No, you don't need any of that bunk. All you need is two things, your KJV. And then the second is a good, strong, exhaustive concordance for a KJV. And what you do is you take, say, a specific word or words on a particular subject. Say you want to study the subject on, I'm going to give you an example. You want to know about love. You take the word love and you look up under the word love in that concordance. And you write down all of the references. You read them. Then what you do is you not only read just a single verse, but you read the context around that verse. Maybe even the whole chapter or whatever that's around that verse to find out what... And you ask the following questions. Who is being spoken about? What is being spoken about? When was it spoken about? Where was it spoken about? And why was it spoken about? And then you write it down and get the answers to those questions. And then you'll have the answer to what that word means. And do that for each word you're studying as to the thing. And go cover to cover. And guaranteed you will find out... A lot of times, the things that they say in these churches are wrong. Like, as Brother Tim has mentioned on the word of the king, I mentioned here. This thing about so-called indulgence in drink. Well, overindulgence, the Bible is very plain on that. Be not, notice the key word, drunk with wine, wherein there is, key word, excess. 
It did not say you cannot drink. Why? They take one verse out of the Bible, look not upon the wine where it's read. They take that word, look not, and they say, well, you're not even to look at it, blah, 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 blah. Well, what do they do with, when you look at the whole word, there's key verses, like that verse that I just gave. If you, there, there it says, be not drunk. Be not does not say you're not allowed to drink. It just says, be not drunk with wine wherein there's excess. It's talking about being temperate in all things. And then what do you uh, think, what do you do with where Paul was given a, quote, prescription, unquote. The, uh, Timothy was given a prescription through Paul, the apostle, from Luke, the physician, to take a little wine for your stomach's sake. See, and notice the key word, little. It wasn't to go and get stone cold drunk, uh, pie-eyed drunk, and falling on the floor. See, so when you read the whole scripture, it makes sense. And even a Nazarite, now, hello, Numbers chapter 6. All you got to do is go and read this. It says a Nazarite is not allowed to drink wine or anything to do with the grape. But the minute he is completed with his vow, the minute he shaves his head, the minute his vow is over, then he may drink wine. Hmm. Scratch your heads, listeners, until you go bald and figure that one out. Uh, and what about the uh, admonition in the Bible that tells uh, you to go and take and give wine, or if not even strong drink, to a poor man that he could forget his sorrows and, and his position about being poor? Hmm. See, sometimes it pays to read the whole Bible, not just what you want to put into it. See, and then like the tithing issue. There's lots of things that the church will not tell you the truth. On. See, that's why it bothers me when God had his whole word. See, the cross is not a partial cross. Jesus said at the very end, he didn't say this is partially done. He said it is is finished he didn't say well it's partly done now you got to finish it with your works of quit your drinking quit your smoking quit your chewing now wait a minute i'm going to make clarification here when you get saved it is a good thing when a person does their best to live a life that is honoring to christ and they choose by their own free will to give up those things that are not good for the body. When they know that it's going to kill them and it's going to harm their body, okay, I'm all for that and it's the best thing for them. But that is not going to get them saved or keep them saved. The only thing that saves you, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, is the cross. Death, burial, resurrection is the gospel, the only gospel that saves. Now, it says the preaching of the cross is to us that are saved the power of God. Now, I promised, I keep my word, to you out there, dear listeners, who are not saved. 
It says to you who are not saved, it is foolishness. Why? Because at that very point, you don't want that bloody religion. You want to be able to stand in heaven and say, well, look at what I did. Something like Satan did. Look at what I did. I will ascend above the Satan did this. I will ascend above the heights. I will double I, I, I. Having all your eye trouble. Well, the problem is you need to go to the spiritual ophthalmologist and get your eyeballs fixed. Amen. The problem is, I'm going to give you some verses to consider. Tim, first one is a very familiar. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you save through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Nothing you could do. Why? Because all you're wanting to do is get up there and brag about what you did. And then, of course, Titus 3, 5, Tim. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 tells us. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the wash and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. See, you can't do nothing. Now, the most important thing. See, the question is, Tim, is there any other name that we could be saved by? Acts 4.12 tells us, For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's it. Only one name. Is there any other way, Tim? Uh, the Word of God makes it clear, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the only way. And the only way, Jesus said also, John 14.6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the only way. And John chapter 10, he also says he's the only doorway. Because if you Paul go... also says that there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end are the ways of death. That's right. So, as I get... I'm going to close in a word of prayer, but I'm then going to turn the rest of this episode of the Word of the King over to Tim so he can close out the episode of the Word of the King. But I'm going to close my part in a word of prayer. But I ask you, dear listener, that you... Consider today the fact that Jesus is the only way to salvation and that there's only one gospel. And that, yes, it may seem foolish if you're not saved, but it's the power of God. You need the cross. You may call it bloody religion, but let me tell you, it's that bloody religion that's going to bring you to Jesus Christ. And it's that bloody religion. It's that blood that is the power of God. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for the message. We ask you, Lord, now, as Tim takes out, takes us through the end of this broadcast, Lord Jesus, that those who have heard will use this broadcast and will use this time, Lord Jesus, for you and you alone, Lord Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for those who have listened. We ask you, Lord, if they do not know you, Lord Jesus, that they would just bow their heads and ask you, Lord Jesus, into their heart, saying, I yield, I yield, and I repent. And that they would somehow contact us even through the website and saying that they have come to know you because of the playing of this episode and just to contact us. 
We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would just touch some heart today who is nearest hell. We ask you, Lord, all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. For if God declares that by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in God's sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, the word of God declares, the first of the Ten Commandments. Who, what, is your God this day, sinner? The word of God declares, the first and greatest commandment, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. You have failed. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second commandment is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Have you always done unto others as you would do or have done unto you? No. You've not always done unto others as you would have them do unto you. Nor have you always loved the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. You must be born again. For it is written, But God commendeth his love toward us. We thank God for the good news, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. For the wages of sin is death. Revelation 21, 8 says, But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Ah, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Receive his gift by faith today, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. God manifest in the flesh, he rose from the dead. He's coming again, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The word of God declares in second. Corinthians 5 verse 17 Therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature Things have passed away Behold, all things have become new I know what it means by the grace of God to be a new creature in Christ Jesus Old things having passed away and all things having become new You know what that is? Dear listener, do you know what it means to be made a new creature in Christ, old things having passed away and all things becoming new, do you have your own personal testimony of salvation, of transformation for the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about mere outward reformation whereby you just decided to, to flip the religious coin, so to speak. To, uh, to get religious outside, but no change of heart on the inside. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I'm talking about that operation of God, which is in word, it involves that invisible. Circumcision. I mean, that invisible mark of God upon your soul. If not, you desire that. Your old now is just at the time that is the day of salvation. If you don't desire that, well, you best desire it because Jesus Christ. 
the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by him. And he is your only hope of escaping the wages of your sin, which is death. And why would you not? Why would you not want to know your Creator? Who so loved you that he gave of himself and giving his only begotten son to die for your sins and to rise from the dead the third day. That if you only believe in him, you should not perish but have everlasting life. That if you only believe in him, Christ Jesus, the one mediator between God and men, you would be reconciled to him as your creator. Forevermore. Sin to no more come between you and separate you. Yes, that's the security that is in Christ Jesus. The Lord God declares in Romans, chapter 5, verse 6, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For all of sin comes short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23 tells us. Revelation 21, verse 8, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, and homeowners, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But dear listener, you know, you as a sinner, you're summed up in that very verse of scripture right there. You were fact, you're, you're in that verse of scripture. The fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, homeowners, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The judgment, the sentence upon you by way of the fall of man has already been pronounced. Revelation 5.12 declares, Wherefore is by one man speaking of Adam, a sin entered into the world, a death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For as by one man's disobedience, speaking of Adam, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Speaking of Jesus Christ and his obedience and dying for your sins upon the cross and the sins of the whole world, by the obedience of one shall many be justified. It's not your obedience that justifies you. It's the obedience of Christ. Your faith must be in him alone. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. So any man should boast. Romans 5, 7 declares, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Verse 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we should be saved from wrath. Through him. Verse 10, If when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. In verse 11 of Romans 5, and not only so, but we also joy in God through Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Atonement, payment, payment for sin has been made. You know, listen, you must just acknowledge that as Jesus Christ himself confessed before he gave up the ghost and breathed his last breath, it is finished. There's no adding, there's no taking away from the finished work of Jesus Christ. Anyone who tries to add, anyone who tries to take away from that finished work is damned. How can you escape the damnation of hell? How can you be made a new creature? It's only in and through God's Son, Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. 
Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 10.13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's call upon it. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And receive him today as your personal Lord and Savior. And you will be made a new creature in Christ. Old things will indeed pass away. All things will become new. And nothing, nothing shall separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. For it is written Romans chapter 8 Verses 34 through 39. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, should be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, trust in Him alone, and thou shalt be saved. And that right there that I just read from Romans 8 shall be true of you, dear listener. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus as your walk with the eternal God will have just begun. Nothing will separate you from him ever again. For if God declares that by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in God's sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, the word of God declares, the first of the Ten Commandments. Who, what, is your God this day, sinner? The word of God declares, the first and greatest commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy strength. You have failed. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second commandment is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Have you always done unto others as you would do or have done unto you? No. You've not always done unto others as you would have them do unto you. Nor have you always loved the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength? You must be born again. For it is written, But God commendeth his love toward us. Well, thank God for the good news, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. For the wages of sin is death. Revelation 21, 8 says, But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Ah, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Receive his gift by faith today, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. God manifest in the flesh, he rose from the dead. He's coming again, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Call upon today. Hey, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time. God bless you and yours.